0: I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by No snap. And this is only the third time that I have recorded this episode. I'm just not satisfied with the way it's been coming out, so needless to say, this is going to be a quick one. But thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me once again, and if you are new here, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. This is the MCU Watch Party episode where we have been watching the MCU movies in the MCU timeline order. Leading up to Avengers Endgame. So yes, today is Thor The Dark World. And uh, it is one of the less well-received installments of the MCU Cinematic Universe uh, movies. This movie came out November 8th. 2013 here in the States. It uh, got a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 54% on Metacritic. So neither one of those is uh, anything to brag about. They are middle of the road reviews. The audiences pretty much felt the same way. And in fact, even one of the actors himself felt the same way that was Chris Hemsworth who described this film as meh and I have to agree with him it was rather meh it is just a decent movie wasn't a waste of one hour 52 minutes and uh, Marvel didn't make it excessively long they did spend off a lot of money depending on uh, which one of the totals uh, for the budget that you agree with because the budget is listed at between 170 272 million dollars this is the first time i've come across uh not a solid number nothing nothing concrete it just gives you this average this range so 172 272 million dollars the box office gave uh 644.6 million back which makes the movie not a financial disaster nothing that you would end uh a, a making sequels to Thor movies but it just wasn't the big take that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gotten used to seeing. Uh, The last two movies that we reviewed even were over a billion dollars and that was uh, the Iron Man 3 and the uh, Avengers movies. This movie was directed by Alan Taylor who was not the same director from the first Thor movie. Uh, Kenneth Branagh decided he did not want to come back for a second installment. We got a new director. And that may have something to do with the product, the end product. Um, biggest gripes were the script and the villain. Uh, the script was kind of just Okay. It was nothing to write home about. The villain was, a, I guess you could say, rather boring. I like uh, Christopher Eccleston. That is who played Malekith in this movie. But I don't think he was given uh, enough to become one of the iconic villains of the MCU. In 2013, I remember not being super impressed by this movie. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Uh, By this time, I knew that each movie pushed the narrative along for the universe, so I had to go see it, but I have never watched this movie again. I never revisited it, revisited it until now. So it's just my feelings about the movie. And again, I'm not going to spend an awful lot of time because I've spent an awful lot of time on this episode already. In this movie, we were introduced to the ether, which is actually the reality stone so uh Malekith wanted the ether because he wanted uh he and the dark elves wanted to plunge the world into darkness again thus destroying all of the other realms and uh, of course didn't work out for him thor thwarted his efforts uh the asgardians thwarted his efforts the first time he attempted this and they banished the ether to earth. They buried it someplace where nobody was supposed to ever find it, except Jane Foster did. Jane Foster was the love interest for Thor from the first movie. She's returned for the second movie, and she's not really happy with Thor because she hasn't seen him since the events of the first movie. Thor truly is in love with the lady, but he's been busy he's been saving the nine realms and whatnot Then even she can't argue with that for as an excuse so we meet her again she gets infected with the ether so this puts her directly in malachith's sights he wants the ether he still wants to plunge the world into darkness and wouldn't you know it the nine realms are lined up in the convergence which only happens once every five thousand years so he's prepared at this point to uh Come and try again what he had tried many, 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 many years before, and where he uh, encountered Thor's grandfather who stopped his efforts. So now it is Thor's turn to uh, put a put an end to Malekith. This is the episode where oh, I'm sorry, not episode. This is the installment of this franchise where Frigga gets killed. <clears throat> she was killed uh, protecting. Jane Foster from Malekith because Jane ended up on Asgard because Thor didn't really know what was wrong with her. He knew she was infected with something. Took her to Asgard where they found out that she had been infected with the ether and they really weren't sure how to uh how to get that out of her. So she's on she's on uh, Asgard. Malekith comes to Asgard to pick up what he believes is his, which is the ether. And a big battle ensues where a lot of Asgardians were lost and just battle damage was heavy on Asgard. Uh, Frigga, in an attempt to protect Jane Foster, pretty much sacrificed her life. And this spurned uh, or this, this caused Odin to go into old Odin mode where he just was ready to fight. In fact, he said they would fight to the drop the last drop of Asgardian blood. So, he was ready to fight. Thor wants to take the fight away from Asgard because he's not trying to lose the entirety of Asgard over the ether, and he still wants to find a way to get it out of Jane without killing her. What he ends up doing is going to the prison where Loki is locked up for his uh, crimes on Earth doing the During the events of uh, Avengers, he gets Loki out of prison, and they go to uh, the realm of the Dark Elves. They take the fight to Malekith, basically. Long story short, Malekith still ends up getting the ether. Loki ends up dead. Thor ends up, all of this ends up spilling back onto Earth, where Thor, Jane, and Eric Selvig and Darcy and Ian all put their heads together to defeat Malakith. It wasn't an, an exciting episode or exciting installment. Um, lot it was a lot of humor. There was humor in the movie at the absolute least. Um, and we also got a few of the things that push the narrative for Thor a little bit further. It kind of sets up uh, Thor Ragnarok, and it also sets up. Uh, how we end up seeing the reality stone on Nowhere, how the collector ended up getting it. We get that in the post-credit scenes. Our Stanley cameo came in the psychiatric facility where Dr. Selvick was being held. He was giving a demonstration, talking about uh, basically his work, and he was showing how the convergence, when all of the nine realms line up together, and the gravity from each one is just pulling to the up to the next realm and he's explaining all this he's got this chalkboard where he's made all these diagrams and he's using shoes as props well stan lee was one of the patients in the psychiatric facility and one of the shoes that selvik was using was his so at the end of this whole demonstration stan says can i get my shoe back?" So. That was our Stanley cameo for this movie. Um, Anthony Hopkins again gives us one hell of a Odin. We cannot complain about his performance at all. Um, we got the Thor faceplant. It was once again in this movie where Thor faceplants against the side of a building, against a window of a building this time. So we've seen it now three times. Where each time we see Thor, we do see him go face first into some kind of glass. So it's good to, to keep up with uh how they're keeping that going, a running joke for each movie. There was a, a part at the end of the movie where Thor was uh, telling Odin, or what he thought was Odin, it was actually Loki. I know I said Loki was dead a couple of minutes ago, but Loki's always dead. Anyway, he came back somehow. And he's thinking, Thor is thinking, he's talking to Odin. It's really Loki disguised as Odin, but he's telling telling Odin that he does not want the throne. He wants to protect Asgard, but he does not want to rule it. And he made the comment, I'd rather be a good man than a great king. And that is a reference from Black Panther as well. Black Panther, uh, when he met with his father T'Chaka, in the Ancestral Plane, his father told him it is hard to be a good man and a good king. So it's just nice to see that those lines were used again. And just as a little Easter egg or a little hint, if you are interested, I talked about Eric Selvik's chalkboard. If you want to know a little bit more about what he wrote on this chalkboard, You can search Eric Selvig's chalkboard. They have the actual chalkboard, what was written, and how everything that he has written down relates to the MCU in past movies and in future movies from Thor The Dark World. So just something if you've got a little time on your hands and you're really interested, Eric Selvig's chalkboard. I, I looked it up. It would take an awful lot of time for me to explain it. I could make that in whole, a whole episode. I could. I might. <laughs> um. We also saw a stone creature at the beginning, towards the beginning of this movie. It's a Cronin. And the Cronin, we've seen one again in Thor Ragnarok. So, we will be talking about Thor Ragnarok in a few weeks. We got 13 weeks. I think I think it's 13 weeks left of the MCU watch party. So, you know, Thor Ragnarok is coming. It's, it's down the pipe. It's coming. Um, so, how did I feel? Besides telling you that I really wasn't impressed by this movie the first time I saw it, still really wasn't impressed by the second time I saw it. However, uh, knowing now what I did not know then, I do see the ways that it will tie into future installments and future movies in the MCU. And that's always good to uh, revisit. But then we have to rate this now, don't we? And my scale is generally one to five. And this one, I'm going to give a two. And I know a lot of people are not going to like that because that is putting that like like if this was a 10 point scale, there would be a four. There were parts of this movie that I really, really found enjoyable, and how can you not enjoy a movie with Chris Hemsworth? But there was enough enough about the movie, because I haven't even talked about some of the editing and the cuts of the movie that uh, that left big, big continuity-type goofs in the movie. So I haven't even spoken on those, and I'm not going to, because there's enough of those to fill up a whole episode. The episodes that I ended up throwing away, I wish you guys could have heard because I had a whole lot more energy uh, a couple of hours ago when I was recording these these uh the Thor episode. So yeah, it did it did move the narrative along. It did have uh, fun parts and it did have uh, heartwarming parts. But I'm kind of glad that we've abandoned the Jane Foster uh, storyline nothing against Natalie Portman but I just didn't like this I didn't like this storyline I didn't like this story and um yeah two two sounds good to me that's not that's not being uh too critical of the movie so yeah that's it I don't have anything else I don't have any uh theories for you this week I don't have any big news for you this week I will say that there have been a few little episodes of uh, After the Snap on the YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube and uh, search the After the Snap channel because if you search the videos, nine times out of ten, they're not going to come up because I just don't have the numbers yet. And you know everything is a numbers game. Uh, YouTube for your videos and iTunes for the podcast. Speaking of iTunes... Please rate and review the show on iTunes so that I can beat that algorithm as well. Now I've got two algorithms that I'm trying to work myself into, and i'm I'm not being successful as far as being able to search the show. Um, but we're gonna get there. twenty nineteen is our year. we're gonna do it, and I also would like to hear your comments. What did you think of Thor the Dark World? Were you as unenthused as I am about this movie? Let me know. Send me an email at afterthesnap at gmail.com. Or you can catch me on social media. I'm at on Facebook after the snap. I am on Twitter at Snap After. Instagram is after the snap after the snap twenty eighteen. If you'd like to throw me a couple of ducats for movies or to help defray the cost of the productions, um, patreon.com, uh, slash after the snap, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash after the snap, or you can give me a one-time donation, paypal.me slash after the snap. Our next movie in the MCU watch party is Captain America, the winter soldier. That is gonna be a fun episode. There's gonna be plenty to talk about there because that one really, really moves the story along and I just and it ties back in on the back end of uh of the movies. We're gonna talk about that uh next week Friday, and then next week Tuesday, keep your eyes open for uh the Tuesday episode of After the Snap. I recorded a rant at like four o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. I may upload that as the Tuesday episode or you might get something entirely different. Who knows? But the rants, the rants was about uh, Star Trek. So if I put that one up, it will be a Star Trek episode or heavily. It will lean in heavily in the Star Trek direction. So if you uh, if you want, hang around. Let me know what you think about uh, what I'm talking about and whatever I end up discussing on Tuesday. Um, I don't really have a whole lot else. Nope, since I have nothing else, I guess I catch you on the slip.